Welcome to the Dag Heward Mills podcast. You're listening to a message from the Poimano, bringing you the very best from the vast teaching archive of healing evangelist, best-selling author, and mega church pastor Dag Heward Mills. Our Wednesday teaching takes a closer look at the things that anger God and that you must not do in relation to your calling if you want to be found pleasing to him. Dag Heward Mills shares scriptural examples of servants who angered God and the consequences that followed for them. After today's teaching, you will learn the mistakes to avoid to not provoke the fury of God. I believe that we are becoming wiser after learning from the errors of those who have gone before us. Let's enter into today's teaching. Bless us. 
Help us. We thank you for your blessing. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. Turn me to the Exodus chapter 4. My subject this morning is Christians in the hands of an angry God. How many don't want to fall into the hands of an angry God? Then you have to listen very carefully to today to what I'm sharing. Amen. How many know that there are few times where the Bible says God was angry? Very few times. Alright? And I want us to learn something in the life of Moses because I told you to read it for your homework. Have you been reading Moses? Okay. Now, Exodus chapter 4, verse 1. And Moses answered and said, Behold, but they will not believe me, nor hearken to my voice. For they will say, The Lord has not appeared unto thee. And the Lord said unto him, What is that in thine hand? He God told Moses, Go, I'm sending you. Amen. Alright? Look at Exodus chapter 3. Alright? Verse 18. It says, And they shall... Hearken to thy voice, and thou shalt come thou and the elders of Israel, and you shall say to them, The Lord God of the Hebrews has met with us. Let us go three days into the uh, wilderness. Is that not so? This is the story of Moses. Back to chapter 4, verse 1. Alright, now we are on verse 2. And the Lord said unto him, What is that in thy hand? Alright? And he said, A rock. And he said, cast it on the ground. And he cast it on the ground, and it became a serpent. And Moses fled from before it. Okay? And the Lord said unto Moses, put forth thine hand and take it by the tail. And he put forth his hand and caught it. And it became a rod in his hand. Verse 5. That they may believe that the Lord God of their fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob, had appeared unto thee. Verse 6. And the Lord said, furthermore unto him, Now put thine hand into thy bosom. What is your bosom? Your breast. Okay. Bosom. Okay. Now, and he put his hand into his bosom, and when he took it out, his hand was black as snow. And he said unto him, look, when the left was like rashes, he had a lot of skin rashes on his hand. This type of flaky rashes. Have you seen that type of rash where it becomes flaky? Yeah, coconut type of skin, but flaky, it's coming off. It's like scales. And he said, put thy hand into thy bosom again, and he put his hand again into his bosom, plucked it out of his bosom, and it was turned again as his other flesh. And it shall come to pass, as verse 8, if they will not believe thee, neither hearken to the voice of thy first sign. They will believe the voice of the second sign. Everybody say the voice of the sign. The voice of the sign. And it shall come to pass, if they will not believe also these two signs, neither hearken unto thy voice, that thou shalt take of the water of the river 
and pour it upon the dry land, and the water which thou takest out of the river shall become blood upon the dry land. And Moses said unto the Lord, O oh my Lord, I'm not eloquent, neither heretofore, nor since thou hast spoken unto thy servant, but I am slow of speech and of a slow tongue. And the Lord said unto him, Who hath made man's mouth? Okay, or who make up the dumb, or death, or the seed, or the blind? Have I not the Lord? Now let us go, and I will be with thy mouth, and I will teach thee what thou shalt say. And he said, Oh my Lord, I pray, send thee by the hand of him whom thou wilt send. In other words, send somebody else. Here am I, send him. Here am I, send them. Send somebody else. Alright? And the anger of the Lord was kindled against Moses. Christians in the hands of an angry God. How Christians fall into the hands of an angry God. Amen. Amen. And then he said, Is this not Aaron the Levite, thy brother? I know that he can speak well, and also he cometh forth to meet thee. When he seeth thee, he will be glad in thy heart. Thou shalt speak unto him and put words in his mouth. Alright? Now, Christians must avoid falling into the hands of an angry God. Because God does get angry. Alright? Now, one of the reasons why Christians fall into the hands of an angry God okay, is basically because they do not believe that they are called by God. That is how you can fall into the hands of an angry God. Remember again that I did not write the Bible. Can you hear me outside? Can you hear me clearly? Should I increase the volume? If I should increase the volume, raise up your hand. Okay, good. Now, one of the reasons why Christians fall into the hands of the angry God, right, as we are seeing here, is not because of our lusts. How many have been suffering from lusts? Okay. How many have been suffering from other problems? Huh? What other problems have you been suffering from? Moses. In fact, the Bible, most of the Bible was written by three 
Madras. And 
has been forced to choose people he wouldn't have chosen. This is what anger is God. I mean, read the Bible. Bible says, and the anger of the Lord was kindled. Again, it was sparked against Moses. That is why Aaron came into the picture. And you can see that Aaron was a very dangerous person. He's the person who built that calf. And then God came and killed all the people. And if Moses had just accepted the call, all these problems that we saw would not have because they would not have had such a person who had been given authority and power to mislead the people. And God didn't even mind Aaron. When he came, he killed all the people in that Aaron. It was like Aaron was a mulligan. He had not even considered using Aaron. You understand what is a mulligan? A mulligan is when you are playing dog and you play the ball and it just it just goes somewhere. Sometimes they will say, oh, it's a mulligan, that means it's no scoring. It's like we will not add it to the score. We haven't seen it. We haven't seen your mistake. So Aaron was a mulligan, like a non-scoring person. What was the meaning of him? But you are not a mulligan. You are somebody that God is calling. Just like Moses. You are the last day Moses. Hey! hey. You are the last day Moses. You are the Moses that God is going to use to deliver a lot of people. So how many do not want to fall into the hands of an angry God? So that after school, God is angry with you. You will work You will aim as I'll be a millionaire, I'll be this, I'll be this. All, all will come to nothing. You will have dreams, marriage, days, that all of things will come to nothing. If you don't want to fall into the hands of an angry God, then you must do the opposite of what Moses did. Because you can see it took 14 verses to bring out God's anger. Verse 14, he was angry by verse 14. Just 14 verses and he was angry. Are you with me? So 13 verses of nonsense brought out verse 14 which was God's anger. So let us now look at the things you must not do, especially in relation to God calling you. Okay? So number one, if you look at verse 4, chapter 4, verse 1, the first thing you must not do as a Christian is to do not fall into the hands of an angry God. He said, but behold, they will not believe me. Now, do not Number one, do not consider yourself unbelievable. God can make you believable. God can use you. They will not believe me. And then the number two, they will not hack it. Don't think to yourself, no one will listen to me or follow me in my ministry or my life. No. God is going to make you somebody who people will believe. And number two, he's going to make you somebody who people will follow and hack into. Amen. Then number three, he says, they will not believe that the Lord has appeared unto you. That is, the third one is that you don't think that people will not believe your calling. No, there is always somebody. 
somebody who believes in your calling. There's always somebody. He says, they will not believe that the Lord has appeared unto me. Not everybody believes you are called. But there is always somebody who believes in your calling. That's how callings are. Callings are like that. If you look at uh, Central Gospel, which is a good church, and you see their leader, Dr. Bonobo. Many years ago, I was, I was, he used to preach, he used to come here, we did not have a church. Then he preached here in Lagos, I saw him preaching. One time I was preaching with wearing sunglasses in a room. And very powerful message of faith. Very, very powerful. And he started a church at Kanda, and they went to Bailey Power Hall. A lot of people who used to work at ministries in Accra started to go to the main tower. And a lot of people, you see, believed in his calling and went to join him. And, and I know some of the actors today, they have been with him. And, but I know a lot of people who also didn't go. Because in those days, for a student, it was like people were ministries and so on. A lot of people were going there. Even students from this country, some of them went there. That's where they started. When I started also, there were some people who believed in my calling. A few people. And you see, you ask, because I know that not everybody believes in your calling. I always value the few people that believe in my calling. So what God was saying, Moses was saying, nobody does not believe the Lord has appeared to me. To believe that the Lord has appeared to me is to believe that the person has actually heard from God. So, you don't have to expect the whole world back to today that people who don't believe that I'm poor. Sometimes he says I'm an administrator. Yeah. So he's just, a, he's just a teacher. Oh, he's a white man. That is why he's doing this. Oh, his mother is from here. So, because of that, then people have to... But then somebody was watching your television and said, ah, is this preaching? This is not preaching. This is not preaching. And they turn on the, turn on the remote. Turn to another channel. So this is not preaching. Somebody and they present it up with talking. He's just talking. <laughs> because I always said I can understand it. How can this be preaching? Because I can understand what he's saying. <laughs> <laughs> what a shock. What a shock. I see what I'm shocking the thing.
Are you listening? Yes. So it's very important that you 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 you, you do that. Now let's check. The next reason I'm giving you three reasons why three things you imagine do, isn't it? Don't say what. Unbelievable. No, nobody can believe that when you minister, nobody will believe. No, there are people who believe. Number two is a what? No one will follow you. There will be some people, but only two will follow you. Even in, if you go to translate that, so you see, amongst the little children, there are leaders who feel people. If somebody is in class three, the person can get followers. What about you? You can. Now, the next one is what? Don't. Don't think that's the people because somebody will believe your God. The next one. Don't say I am not. Don't say I am not eloquent. I, 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 I'm, I'm not that. I'm not a public type. I'm not a speaking type. Who is a public type? Who is the public type? Who is the speaking type? Who, 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 who do you think has been given that? If you want to see a private person, I am more private than you can ever imagine. It's true. I don't like public things at all. Yeah. I don't like public things at all. I'm very quiet. I to myself. That's how I was in school. And I'm still like that. <laughs> but when I see people who believe in my call and I start talking, they stimulate me to speak. I don't say I'm not, I'm not eloquent, I'm not this, I'm not that. No. But otherwise, you will fall into the hands of an angry God. God will be angry with you. Oh, you will get the job at SSC, but God is angry with you. Every day when you go, you swipe your card, you are pregnant. God is angry with you. You will get the job at Virgin Atlantic. God will be very angry with you at that Virgin Atlantic that you are working. You will go to America. God will be angry with you. Every day he's angry with you. And he has to choose somebody else who he shouldn't have chosen. One day the Lord was showing me something about Bishop Dakaway. He said, look at this man. He has never been to school before. He has he always says I have no classmates. But what he's not trying to say he has no equal. What he means is that he, he was not in any class. <laughs> he was not in any school. Or in any class that he said that these are my mates. That's what he means by he has no class. One day he said he was on a flight with some American White House person and he told the person that he has not been. So the guy said, You are the biggest liar. <laughs> you are the biggest liar on earth. He said, I have not been to school before. This is somebody who goes to the White House, they, that, that, ambassadors, president, all the time he's like that, all the time. A couple of days ago he was telling me he was going to the president, he said, I should come myself, no, I'm going to Kaswabi. <laughs>
and Lagos Hall and Butter Hall and Commonwealth Hall and nice halls and who have good backgrounds. You see? And, and, and you couldn't find such nice people like you. Hey. Because when he called nice people like you with good backgrounds who did philosophy, archaeology, and what other courses do you do? Huh? French. French. Psychology. And what again? Huh? Radiography. Oceanography. Hey. Oceanography. He had people like you who did oceanography. And he was calling. You said no. And God got angry. And said, look, I've got somebody who hasn't been to school. He used to, Bishop Duncan William used to sell PK. Do you know PK? Yes. Chewing gum, PK. He used to sell PK at Opera Square. Some one of the boys you see selling PK. He used to push, when you arrive at the airport, he comes to pick your suitcases. In those days, people they pick your suitcases and then you pay them. It was one of the boys who would be running up. Oh, oh, give me, give me. That's him. But you see, there were good people with education who could read. He could not even write his name Nicholas. So you see, this is why God gets angry. And that is why a great judgment falls on people who criticize God's servants. Because God in his anger could not... That's why you look at Aaron. You ask, why didn't Aaron also die? Is he not the one who even showed them how to make a golden cow? Yeah. And you realize that it's like people who have no business in the work of God are forced to work out of God's anger. So when you provoke God, as you criticize many of the people whom you may be criticizing, I tell you, you'll be surprised that God's anger will be is already he's angry. When, when there's an angry person around, when you start saying something, you say, you know how I have to bring this person. I give you an example. I said, if you take Dr. Otterbell, I was a student here. When he was a, he was coming out, he was not a student. His education is up to O level. I don't think he did A level, up to O level. And he was walking around on this campus. He had no job, no school, no matter that finished moving here. I was here then. He would come, you give a teaching, there and there was the leader of the fellowship. But the people who are here, the foolish goodies, they do not want to do it. So God takes the foolish things of the world, things that are not, things that are despised, and he makes them into such great things. You see, and that's why I'm here talking to you this morning. I want you to listen to me that, look, God will be angry with you if when he calls you and he's telling you, start coming up with this cock and bull story, I can't talk, I am this, I am that, and you start looking at your background and start looking at who you are, I'm a lady, I'm this, I'm that, I'm whatever. And God wants to work with you. God wants to use you. Why do you think you are alive? After you are born again, what are you doing here? Are you listening to me? So ladies and gentlemen, I want you to believe me and listen to me that let us not fall into the hands of an angel. Stop saying, I cannot this, I cannot this, I am not this, I am not this. God wants you. God is looking for last day Moses. 
And if you yield yourself, God will use you. Amen. 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 Now, read on. He said, I am not eloquent. The next one, what verse was that? Verse 10. I'm not eloquent. And I'm slow of speech. And of a slow tongue. In other words, I'm dull. I'm slow, I'm dull, I'm stupid, I'm not so clever. If God can use people who haven't been to school, then God can use you. Because look at you, you are not slow. You are able to pass. Even if you are poor, it takes you some money to pass the exam. But when you are poor, you are so stupid, you still have not pass. Because all the schools that the psycho schools and other that they all have a board. The, the teachers give them the heads all the time because they are always criticized and they are always bombing. How many of you saw a pop before you came? Tell the truth. Raise your hand if you have seen a I called the sister and said, Hey, you look 
she said, he said, she, he said, Bishop, before I met this girl, I was a virgin. This girl has made me to lose my virginity. Not a shock. I said a shock. And I don't know, he said, I'm just, I'm just, there's something, she, there's something. So I realized that the guy was bitter. And he never married her. Yeah. So you may be bitter and take something that makes you a murderer. How many have uh, stolen something before? fornication before. Don't lift your hand. You wait now. I want to see it outside. How many have committed fornication before? Yeah. How many have looked at somebody and you were lasting after the person? Sometimes you look at somebody preaching. Instead of listening to the message, you are
who are homosexual. Nobody knows. This is your wife, this is this, 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 this. We have all this. We want you to work for us. Will you work or not? Or something like that. Of any of your sins or something secret that they know about you, they have the fire. And they show you this and even they show you yourself. You see yourself jumping. of the ways. The other way is they, they take your ideology from your speeches and they realize that you are communist inclined or socialist inclined, then they approach you. But these are the two main ways if they have something about you. So this is how the devil gets people is that when he has something about you, that you know when you are on campus, when you are here, when you are in school, when this and that and that, he has something on you that he will recruit you to be a retired Moses, like a, a Moses who never comes out, or a minister who never manifests, or a servant of God who is forever retired. Satan will say, I'm making you this to be a Tigo forever. You are going to work for Tigo. Never, never think of preaching. Never, never, these are your purpose. I have this video about you. Never issue. When people are thinking about working for God, you, you, never take the video again. Two times. That's the main time that you are supposed to consider your. 
yourself. Consider thyself, lest thou also be tempted. When people are judging others, they don't often consider themselves. If you consider yourself, you will be softer and calmer and nicer towards your beloved. Now you, you are beloved, you say your beloved is not good. She's not, are you two are not a good beloved? It's only when you don't consider yourself, that is when you become judgmental. That is when you must consider yourself. But when God is speaking to you and God is calling you, he has already seen your bad mistakes. And he says, I'm calling you. But when you are talking about another church, or another chief elder, or another pastor, or another human being, or another sister, that is when you must consider yourself. And when you consider yourself, you see that you say very little. Because you realize that you are one. You realize that what? You are one. That is when you must consider yourself. So consider, if you want to criticize me, consider yourself. Ask yourself, what have you done for God? When you ask yourself, what you have done for God? How many times you have been? How many years you have served God? They want to criticize somebody who has been in the school that you are in. 20 years ago, I was here preaching. And I'm still preaching. Before you open your mouth to say something bad about me. Or about anybody who has been here before. Think about yourself and ask yourself that. Will you even survive one more year? Just a year more, will you be able to make one more year? As you criticize another person, he says, when a brother is overtaken in a fault or somebody has a problem, Restore the person. In other words, let the person come up and always think about yourself. That is the only time you have to think about yourself. Lest you also become, but when you don't think about yourself, you become proud and you speak. When I was looking at the sister, she had had so many different types of boyfriends for different countries. International boyfriends. Thank you, Matthew chapter 7. And she was criticizing somebody. I said, wow. She had no mercy in her speech as she was talking about somebody else. Judge not that ye be not judged. For with what judgment you judge, you shall be judged. And with what measure you meet, it shall be measured to you again. Why beholdest thou the boat that is in thy brother's eye, but considerest not the beam that is in thy own eye? You see, this is when you must consider the beam in your own eye. When you are thinking of making a comment. When you want to consider making a comment about somebody's boat. Those of you who are boat hunters. When you want to make a comment about a brother or a sister, then you must think of what is in your own eye and you become, you will not even make that comment again. You will not judge that church. You will not speak against that pastor. You will shut up. And that is when you must consider yourself when you are trying to judge or criticize somebody. But when God is calling you, you are not supposed to think about yourself. Because if you are to think about yourself, you will never obey God. You will use it as a reason not to obey God. And all your life, I know a lot of people who feel, oh, I'm not the speaking that. Like me, huh? I, I don't preach. When I heard Bishop Gagawila preach, I was here in school. He came to come up to preach. He lifted up these three fingers. That are, he 
burnt in a candle. He said how a demon had kept him and told him to put his fingers inside the candle. And he burnt his fingers himself. Not nobody thought he put his finger in the fire and burnt them. And how God saved him, how he was going to control that pussycat, disco, and get the cat here. And I think he become what the hacking van that they came. They gave their life back. That's what I said. When I look at myself, I've not been to KTK before. I've not been to Kuzika. I've not been to Bodola. I've not done all the things in the same. I've never done smoking, drinking, nothing. I wonder, how can I also evangelize? I don't have fingers to rest and show this that my fingers. He wrote this and that. I don't have any such fantastic stories. If I was to follow that the assessment of myself, I would never be an evangelist. And I would never preach. Always say, no, I am not this. I don't have this. I'm not like this. I cannot do this. I'm different from this. I'm not like this. And I will never want to obey God. Today I'm preaching. People keep their life to Christ when I preach. I have my own way of encouraging people to be born again. Don't think about yourself in that way. There is only one moment where as soon as you start to see somebody who can look at you. But as far as the call, when God says go, just think of yourself as a superman who wants yeah. Because the Bible says, faithful is he that call. Two also will do it. God is the one who, as I'm working, it's God who is doing it. If God touches your heart today, it's because God is touching your heart, not me. I'm not touching your heart. God is touching your heart. If you feel God calling you, it's not because I'm calling you. Because God is touching you. God is drawing you. God is encouraging you. God is bringing you to him. God likes you. That's what's happening. But it's not that I am calling people. No. So when it comes to judging, then in Luke 18, you see another guy who went to pray, which is at a time where a lot of people pass judgment. Look at Luke 18 as we end. Luke 18. Now, verse 9. And he spread this parable unto those who trusted themselves that they were righteous and despised others. He said, Two men went to the temple to pray, one a Pharisee, the other a publican. And the Pharisee stood and prayed. He said, I thank you, I thank you. In Syria, they said, I thank you. I thank you that I am not as other men. I'm not an extortioner, unjust, adulterous, or even as this publican. The guy, there was a guy praying. There was a guy praying. He was first was praying about imaginary people. I'm not an adulterer. I'm not an adulterer. As he opened his eyes, sometimes when you are praying, you open your eyes. He saw that. Oh, what is this guy doing? I'm not like this. This guy. I fast twice. I give tithes of all that I possess. But the public are standing at off. He will not lift up his eyes unto heaven, but smoke his breast, saying, Oh God, be merciful to me, a sinner. I tell you, this man went down to his house justified more than the other. For everyone that exalted himself shall be abased, and he that humbled himself shall be exalted. So again, in prayer, you can be judging other people. 
And when you say, say Lord, I thank you. I thank you for the purity that I feel. I thank you for the purity that I feel with you. Oh, Jesus. There are some people, this type of righteous people. Remember who you are. You may be looking pure, living pure, being whatever. Eh? But you must remember you are a sinner. But as soon as God calls you, don't think about your badness. Don't think about your badness. As soon as God, God calling you, don't think about it. If we are to think about it, if Dr. Otapel was to think about it, he would say, I have not been to university. That he is the one rather who has built a university. I have not built a university. He rather has built a university. I have not, neither have I built a university, nor have any plans of ever building a university. <laughs> think about it. I who went to university, I don't have the university in mind. Yeah. Nor the plans. <laughs> not the intention, not the hidden vision. Are you there? Yeah, here, brother. He should have said, Well, I've not been to school. I'm not this, I'm not this. Oh, no, here, brother. Wow. If Bishop Dr. Willow, he was saying, Well, I used to stop, okay. But I was this, I was the that, I was the that. I should have been this. I was into the up or I was.
They are a product of thoughts under which has not finished being spent. It's spent right on those who criticize, it's spent right on all other things that are not his official plan. We never wanted it. Everyone was caught in the picture. It was out of anger that some people came. So please, I hope in your generation you will not allow God to go and bring people because you were Mrs. Goody. Wesley girls live pure. No, it's not that I have anything against Wesley girls. My wife is from Wesley and my daughter is a Wesley girls. How many Wesley girls do I have here? Uh-huh, they are here. Hey! Sister Goody. Something better, something higher, something 
What I what about I pray? You pray. Listen, there's one more person. One more person, which is for the person. Come now, because this is your time. The door is closing, the sun is setting. This is your last chance. Come out now and give your life to Christ. Stop arguing with God. This is your day. Quickly, I'm waiting for you now. Bless you for listening to this message. Visit daghewardmills.org today for more audio and video messages, information on upcoming events, and so much more. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast to receive new messages every week. And remember, God has not given you the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. <laughs>